And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Thursday. As we work together to know the Lord better, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us, and we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, let's acknowledge that there may be a reason that you are listening to this show right now. There might be a reason for that. I don't know what it is. But God does. Maybe he wants to say or share something specific with you. Maybe he wants to encourage you. Maybe he wants to use the show to put you in a state of stagnation for some person purpose and just bore you. I don't know. Whatever his purpose is, it's your responsibility to pay attention and respond to his leading. So the onus is on you. <laughs> Next, we examine one of the greatest texts regarding the birth of Jesus Christ, written about 750 years before Jesus was born. Now, let's see. If we go back 750 years, it'd be about 1371 A.D. That should help us understand just a little bit the duration of time covered by God in these prophecies. And every one of these prophecies fulfilled. All of that to say the future promises connected to the birth of Jesus are fantastico. And then finally, nevertheless, is a great way to say, I don't care. So, nanny nanny boo boo. The bottom line is that irrespective of what life brings, God presents great and precious promises to all who look to him, to all who long for him, love him, and want more of him. The most important truth to grasp is what sets these promises in motion. The activity that sets these promises into action is the birth of Jesus Christ. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us live during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us live, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you make that phone call, you will end up talking to Captain Chris, and then you will be... Yeah, I love it so much. If you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, you have something you want to talk about, you have a prayer request or a praise report, perhaps, no, I say perhaps, perhaps you have a possible answer to trivia. Here's your first trivia question. Who said, who said to whom, 
Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Who said that and to whom was that said? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Who said that and to whom? All right, Kurt's stepping up right away, not even waiting one millisecond. Nice job, my brother, nice job. Here is uh, the rest of what we need to be aware of. This show, as you can probably tell by now, not a professional radio show. <laughs> you know, not, you know, not the, you know, okay. But it is radio, and it's a lot of fun, and we hope it's a blessing for you. And any topic is pretty much open for conversation. That's kind of how we roll. Uh, just keep in mind, it's kind of a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and focus on the family with a little bit of Dave hit his head against uh, the cement when he was uh, 12 and a half, and uh, that's still affecting him. Okay. You gotta throw that in there. So I just want you to be able to buckle up, have a good time, and be strengthened in the Lord. It's not your church, it is a fellowship. And I am your brother in the Lord, whether you like it or not. Too bad. <laughs> I'm the either little brother or big brother, depending on whether we're talking about age or size. Uh little brother or big brother, you never and always wanted. There you go. All right, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you today? Well, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm here, too. And that's important, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm not here. We're not doing the show. I mean, that's kind of how that works. All right. Now, Gary, this is a two-parter. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I did. I hope you got that. Uh, so I want you to give me the answers. So people are looking to you for the wisdom. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ the Lord. Who said that? And to whom? I believe that was the Archangel Gabriel. And he said that to? To the shepherds. That is correct, Amanda! Good job, Gary. Good job. And so that's an amazing uh, part. I don't know how deep we'll get into it, but I think it's more than amazing that for all the places to make the announcement— what didn't go to kings, didn't go to important people, didn't go to the media, didn't go to their press of the day. It just went to the shepherds. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's just like, right. That's like that's the best there is right there. That's the way the Lord says, I know who's important. I'll take care of it. <laughs> that's what's great about that. Excellent job, Gary. I really appreciate it. Good, good work. Okay. Merry Thank Christmas you. to you, brother. And Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. Great, great, great job. All right. So I want to get into a couple things. Let's see. Am I missing anything? I can never remember. Okay. Well, I, I didn't print out one of my most important things for this text. I thought that was good. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. We're just going to have to see what happens. Are you on vacation already? Yeah. A part of me. <laughs> the, part of me that de- the part of me that went away from school is <laughs> like going... <laughs> My wife asked me something the other day. Noelle asked me, I just looked at her. She's like, what? I go, I'm spacing out. I don't know. That's what happens. You know, your brain just. Okay. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1, talking about a text. Now, Isaiah uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Wow. Can I at least say that? Wow. 
What a t- 750 years before Jesus is born. Here comes the text. God is laying down. Just think of how long that is. 750 years before Jesus comes around. Hey, I'm going to write a text. I'm going to prophesy about what's going to happen. We ought to pay attention when stuff like that's going down, right? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and in the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. I love this text in Isaiah 9-1 because nevertheless is much more arrogant than you give Scripture credit for. And and I don't mean that to be rude or mean or anything. It's just that sometimes when there's something in Scripture, we read it and we slice it with churchianity and it's got to look nice and, you know, we put some kind of draping over it. And it's like that is not what this word is. (laughs) This word is, hey, regardless of that, I could care less. Nevertheless, it's like I don't care. There's going to be no more gloom. What it says is, in the future, he will honor Galilee by the nations. There is a tomorrow. There is a future. Now, even if there's only one more day, and oh, by the grace of God, I hope that's true because then the Lord comes back. But even if there's only one more day, doesn't matter. There's another day yet to go. And every time there's a day, there's a hope. And every time there's a hope, there's an opportunity. Every time there's an opportunity, there's the hand of God. And so it's it's something you got to grasp right now. We are going into this new year, and people are going to be either carrying a ton of stuff from the old, and they're thinking about, oh, we've gone through tough uh, COVID Christmases, they call them, and everything's been uh, horrible. And it's like, I don't care. I don't care because in God there is this future There is this tomorrow that is dripping with his presence, his glory, and honor, and things that he brings into our lives, which changes our lives. And it's like all this next year, the biggest Christmas present we should be taking away is that what God brings tomorrow is blessings upon blessings. If if the persecution gets worse, Praise the Lord. It means he's getting closer. If the persecution gets less, praise the Lord. It means he's giving a reprieve. If the persecution stays about the same, praise the Lord. He's continually working as the day of Jesus Christ draws nearer and nearer. And that is what we ought to be like. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be dancing on street to gold. Now, me, I I won't be singing, and I won't be—I don't know how much I'll be dancing. I'm not very good at that either. But the idea behind this is to understand Isaiah 9-1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom. Stop being gloomy. Stop your Eeyoreing. I use Eeyore a lot because he's a good picture. People get mad. It's like, Winnie the Pooh, it's all Buddhist and stuff like that. Eeyore is not the Buddhist. He's the depressing one. Don't be that one. That's what I'm saying, okay? There will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and Natali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations. Hey, Jesus, yeah, did a lot of stuff in Galilee. Yeah, that's how that rolls. Where do we get to the next thing? Every little thing builds upon everything. I love this. Stay with me in this. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for... God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God, and if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? Amen. How can that be bad? I mean, it blow my mind. Cry it out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. Amen. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. Uh, we're not going to blow the horns for any of these. Any of these could use a horn, but we're just not going to do it. We're just going to trust you guys to be able to figure some of this out. Uh, true or false, there were only three wise men. True or false, there were only three wise men. In the meantime, I want to give a shout-out to Deborah calling in. She had some suggestions for Easton, which I greatly appreciate. I always like when people do that uh, for us. I, my daughter is 
deeply entrenched in every pos- – she's knocking on senators' doors. <laughs> Julianne's worse than – can you imagine worse than me, smaller than me, louder than me? Neither can I. That's why I'm glad she's in Tennessee. That's See, this is why that works. Anyway, but I thank you for that, Deborah. Um, all right, so uh, pretty simple on the trivia question. The question is, true or false, there were only three wise men. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. Now, lest you think I was going to skip the comedy part of this show, uh, which is, uh, to me, uh, in this part right here, you'd be wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you guys can't laugh at this point about certain things, check your pulse. Okay? that, the, And I say that in the most loving and compassionate and kind way possible. Check your pulse. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, you just gotta go. Ah, my mom. My mom used to that great, great line. I was gonna write you a letter, but I couldn't spell. Okay. Anyway, uh, is somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, David, this is Deborah. <laughs> Hi, Deborah. How you doing? Thank you for your call earlier. By the way, I appreciate that. Um, oh, you're welcome. All right, here we go. All right, now gonna go straight forward. I know you. I know you know you know. Here we go. The true or false? There were only three wise men. Well, I say true. Okay, now the opposite of true might be uh, false. Now here's what it is, and we're gonna get into the gifts in a minute, but. We're actually not told how many wise men there are. So we're going to – I know what you're thinking, and I know what you're going to say, but you got to wait because that's the next trivia question, okay, because it goes okay. along with it. Okay. Yeah, okay. But we're actually not told. It could have been a whole group of them. We just don't know, but – You know, I heard there was five at one time, so I'm not really sure either. Well, th- there but was – it just seems like most people say three. I don't know why. Well, they do, and the, the worst part about it, and I hate to do this for everybody's manger scene, but there were no ma- wise men at the manger. They didn't show up for two years. Jesus was two years old when they showed up, and so that's a little bit of a, just a miss because they they didn't come to the stable. They went to the house that Joseph wasn't there because he was out. Right, right. <laughs> right? So people are like, oh, it's in the manger. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to destroy the manger industry all over the world. But, hey, what you going to do? Uh, but still, <laughs> the, 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 it's not that you're wrong, but it's not necessarily true, and it's not necessarily false. It's a, hmm, we don't know. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right. Well, y'all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. All right. I'm still doing my comedy. Just everybody relax. Okay. These are uh, some church bulletin bloopers. I thought these ones were particularly good, though. Okay. Especially the first ones. <laughs> so these are bloopers or mis- mistakes that people didn't think out when they wrote these out. Okay, here's in the, these are bulletin, actual per church publications, actual publications. The sermon this morning, Jesus walks on the water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. 
<laughs> Come on, how is that hilarious? That is so funny. Uh, okay, this is another one. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget to bring your husbands. <laughs> these, are, these are some pretty good ones. Uh, don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, the church will host an evening of fine dining, super entertainment, and gracious hostility. Okay. Well, that's kind of different. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got to be careful there because some people are going to freak out. This evening at 7 p.m., there will be a hymn singing in the park across from the church. Be, bring a blanket and come prepared to sin. As opposed to sing. <laughs> Okay. And then uh, finally, I'll just use this. This is a classic. Low esteem self-support group will meet Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then this one. Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. at First Presbyterian Church. Please use large double doors at the side entrance. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Those are good ones. All right, let's go to their text. All right, let me know. Uh, verse 2 in Isaiah chapter 9 says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You know, it's funny because we talked yesterday about the song of Zechariah, and there was a lot of discussion in his prophecy about light. And I think people tend to forget that in First John, the Scripture is very clear that John's main message is God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And Jesus is the light of the world. And we tend to forget that light is that really that better definition for me for some of us to understand in regards to hope. You, you, the expression that we use in our society is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So it's like a tunnel. There's a lot of darkness, and you're hoping that there'd be something that comes out of it. Of course, the old joke is it's a train, but that's not really what's going on. The idea behind it is to understand that there's light, there's hope. There's a better tomorrow. And hope is, in fact, the difference between faith and hope is hope is believing there'll be a better tomorrow. Faith is believing today will be better. It's like hope takes faith and moves it a day or more. That's how that works. And in the next verse, and I want to make sure you get this verse because I don't want you to miss any of this. In verse 3, it says, You've enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoices as the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the splendor. The splendor. So the, the, the plunder, actually. So what it says is in the very beginning, it's like, nevertheless, okay, there's going to be no more gloom. We're done. That's it. There's a future. And then in verse 2 and 3 out of Isaiah 9, it says there's going to be a hope, which is a better tomorrow, and there's going to be a joy, which means that there's gladness in our hearts. Now, all this is leading up to Isaiah 9, 6, which is the main portion. But people stop, and they don't read 9, Isaiah 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, which is all the buildup. And so the important thing to understand is it doesn't matter. You should almost have a, I don't care. There's a future tomorrow. God has it. I don't know what's around the corner, but I can know him that is around the corner and who holds around the corner. So that's about the future. And that, that hope attitude of being more expectant of something that's going to be great, maybe there won't be anything different in our entire country and the entire society in the entire year of 2022. But you can get closer to God. And that would make the year better, period. 
So don't get caught up in the news of the day, or especially if you get into First John 4, the false prophets of the day. Yeah, get into that some other time. And then there's that joy aspect. In the Lord is joy. Now, we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, but that joy and that strength we need, but that joy is found in him. And that, that joy that we have is a gladness in our heart as opposed to the pain. Now, in this holiday time, many people have pain in their heart. But see, Jesus is the solution. He's the solution to no hope. He's the solution for a future. He's the solution for joy. All of these point to Jesus. It's just amazing. And what we've done, we haven't even really, and we won't even, we haven't covered the deeper part of the text in in Luke to any degree. What we're talking about is, we're talking about Isaiah's prophecy, and then yesterday we talked about Zechariah's prophecy. We're just talking about prophecies. And they're all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And that's one of the ways, again, just a reference to 1 John, that you know who's, of the, who's from the Lord, who's of the Spirit of the Lord, and who's the Antichrist. If they confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Kind of important <laughs> to understand that it's the Spirit of Antichrist, which John said there are many, even now are those that don't confess that Jesus came in the flesh. That's why this day is also important. So you get into all the theology of it, and it's like, oh, no, this is this is crucial. And so it's not an accident you're hearing me today. You need to understand that in Jesus there's a future, in Jesus there is a hope, and in Jesus there is a joy. Not as the world gives, not a medicated joy, but an actual deep within yourself because of him joy that's sustaining, that lasts, that doesn't blow away with the wind or end when the pill's effectiveness is is ceased because Jesus doesn't cease. How cool is that? So nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, but in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. Now, that is some cool stuff. All right. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reads down. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. 
nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can right here on KAAM. A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story, but it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. We'll That's talk, bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny dumb. Dumb, ha-ha, funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hands. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope, federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million so far in order to get monkeys drunk in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere, Dave. There's no... I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. On the heels of the last trivia question, so you kind of got to follow the sequence, okay? So we had asked, uh, you know, it's true or false, there were three wise men. Now, here's where this comes from, and so we'll give you that opportunity. What were the three gifts that the wise man gave to Jesus? That's the next trivia question. What were the three gifts? Now, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org, And then we are also going to remind you about going to the website for a couple of different reasons, not the least of which is, funny that we're talking about gifts, yuck, 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 the opportunity to give is right there on the website. See? So you like that little connection? That's right. 
I said it. <laughs> the opportunity to give is right there on the website. We encourage you to do that under the principle of sowing and reaping. When you sow, you reap. Let it be before the Lord. If you give $10, it does not mean you get $10 back. Stop. Stop. Stop that. When you give unto the Lord, you help advance the kingdom of God. And he knows that. Blessing. Leave it there. However it's going to come. Go to hemustincrease.org to check it out. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay. All right. So let's have somebody answer the trivia question. We got somebody getting ready to do that. So let's do that. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my brother? Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather. Need prayer for um, for uh, healing of my throat so I can sing again. And, um, anyway, I've just got a little bug. No big deal. I'm a blessed man. I will live and not die to proclaim the works of my God and my Lord. Amen. Hey, let me pray for you real quickly. Just let me pray for you. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our dear, precious brother, Ace. We ask you in the name of Jesus just to infuse his body with your presence, with your anointing. You would bring healing to him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, and he would feel the charge and the recharging that comes from a creator for its creation. We ask you to bless him and heal him in the powerful and awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. You got it, my brother. All right, now you got to answer the big uh, the big question on what were the three gifts that the wise men brought? Well, I'm thinking gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That is correct, Amundo! And you see, that's exactly why people think there are three wise men, because there were three gifts, but it doesn't say. It just says those were the gifts. There could have been 100 people, probably not. But it would have been about, you know, 5, 6, 8, 10, 12, 15, hike. I don't know. But it's it's for sure that they had those three gifts. <laughs> that much we know. Whether there's three or not, eh, I don't know. That's a That's a good theory. It makes a nice story. <laughs> yep, you know, that's right. Exactly right. Exactly. Well, we, we we thank you for your teachings. You're doing a good job with it. Ah, uh, thank you, brother. I appreciate appreciate your love and support. You're awesome. Yeah, it's uh, special. It's special to have a friend and a brother who is of Jewish descent who uh, now has been joined. Uh, and actually, you were already joined. You just didn't join in with them, but <laughs> you were chosen way back. But uh, Anyway, I'm just thankful you let me in. Uh, a Gentile coming to the family too. So, amen, you. amen. Well, I'm, I'm I'm part of the remnant. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Yeah, I'm part of amen. the remnant. <laughs> Excellent, yeah, Excellent always, job. Let's consider myself part of the remnant. Amen. Too. All right, my brother. Amen. Merry yeah. Christmas to you. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Great job. All right. Now, with all that spiritual element, we're going to take it into another turn because I got to do history. Uh, don't get mad at me. That's just how the show goes. Let's go history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. So for those that don't know, <laughs> now this is a joke. See, still a little humor keeps going. See, a little bit. Okay. Today it happens to be Festivus. 
for the rest of us. Festivus is a made-up holiday celebrated December 23rd as an alternative to Christmas as a way to commemorate the season without participating in the pressures or commercialism. Festivus became part of a worldwide pop culture after being fe- featured on an episode of American TV show Seinfeld in 1997. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Come on. It's so funny. Uh, 1972, on this day, the famous football play, The Immaculate Reception, takes place when Franco Harris scored a touchdown on a pass thrown by Terry Bradshaw. Classic. Uh, 1986, the Voyager became the first aircraft to fly nonstop around the world. A lot of people don't know that. And then finally, this is an iffy but an interesting. Okay. Roy Brown credited with shooting down the Red Baron. Okay, 1918, Canadian World War One flying ace. Uh, uh, Roy Brown was the pilot originally credited with shooting down the Red Baron. They do not know if that's true, but nobody's got a better story, so therefore, just let it go. Okay. Why does he hate Snoopy so much? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. That's right. Because he went to Woodstock? Arr! Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Closed dark on Mondays. All right. Uh, let's go back to this text. The text, uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And we already talked about verse 1, 2, and 3 for you. Remember, uh, no more gloom, people walking in darkness, seeing a green light. I'm, to, I'm uh, kind of paraphrasing. And then you enlarge the nation, increase their joy. For those that are looking for genuine, or genuine references, don't forget when it talks about darkness and seeing a great light, never forget about Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares of the Lord, plans plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Like, that's a good, what a great verse. Well, guess what? That's connected to Christmas in its own way. It's like so cool if you think about it. When you talk about the joy, Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food, sweet drinks, and some of those who have nothing uh, prepared. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Again, through Jesus. So we have this nevertheless attitude. It's like, I don't care. We got something going on. Something's great's going to happen. Why? Because of Jesus. What's going to happen? There's going to be great light. There's going to be hope. There's going to be joy. That's awesome. Let's get to verse 4 of Isaiah chapter 9. It says this, For in as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across the shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Now, you get, what we need to do is see the connection between the prophecy and Jesus. This is all about freedom from Oppression, a lifting of the heaviness. What is it that Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus teaches that part of his ministry is shattering yokes that burden us. And here is the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4, that talks about shattering the yoke 750 years earlier. The bar across the shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Well, guess what? Jesus broke, broke those yokes. Well, here's how, I'm just going to, I'm just on a roll, so you got to just let it go. Then in verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 9, it says, Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. 
What does that mean? What, is, what does that even mean? That means that the garments that were used for warfare will be used for benefit. So basically, instead of uh, having blood-soaked clothing that's useless or having boots that were used for battle, that will all be used to build fires so people can warm themselves. That's turning the strife into peace. That's bringing internal rest. What did Jesus say in John 14, 27? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. That burning of all that material that had to do with warfare is the destruction of the things of strife. That's what Jesus came to do. It's just like, wait. You're telling me that all this stuff was prophesied about Jesus 750 years before Jesus? Yes. And it's talking about all these ministry elements from Jesus, that there's a nevertheless attitude, a hope, a joy, a freedom from the oppression, turning strife into peace. Wow. That's a lot of stuff that was prophesied about Jesus Christ. We're not even at Isaiah 9, 6 yet. We're at Isaiah 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Amazing, if you think about it. All of these things in Isaiah 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 point to the ministry of Jesus Christ. This nevertheless attitude about the future, this hope, this joy, this freedom from oppression, the turning strife into peace, this internal rest that you will have because of Jesus, that freedom from oppression, that's the lifting of the heaviness, that joy, that's gladness in your heart, that hope, that's a better tomorrow. And it's all about the future. And it's like, what? Again, we haven't gotten to 9-6 yet. These are the buildups to the most famous Old Testament verse regarding Jesus' birth, regarding Christmas. We're not even there. We're going to get there in the next segment, which is, of course, how we do it. But look at these things that are available to you and to me. A future, a hope, a joy, a freedom from oppression, turning strife into peace, all because of Jesus Christ. Okay? Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion, that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, and function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. 
You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian for everything? And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, are you going to mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that the, these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, I want to say somebody had called in and we just couldn't, uh, they couldn't, uh, they wanted to ask a question, and I love that, just to let you know. Uh, probably just when we're doing like a Christmassy or like next week's New Year's Eve uh, kind of thing. Probably if you got a question, please, by all means, reach out to me either after the show or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Or you can always text. Anybody can text me anytime. Uh, no, it's true. It, between 12 a.m. and 7 a.m., I turn my volume off, and all emergencies go to Noel's phone But so because I get texts like, a lot. So, uh, but you're always welcome to text me at the 214-210-8483 number. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that that communication is available. That's number one. Number two, here's your next and last trivia question. And we're moving from Christmas to going to be going into New Year's next week. Going to be doing kind of the same thing. I'm just having fun with it. But this is a classic question, a true or false. You got a 50-50 shot, right? Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem when he was 12 because he wanted to have a good look at Herod's magnificent temple. True or false? True or false? True or false? Uh, Joy Ann and Cordelia nailing before anybody else. Nice job, ladies. 
972-445-0770. That is the number to call if you want to answer that question. Uh, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483 uh, for the texting, which you, also you can text me about other stuff. That's fine. And then uh, David at he must increase.org. David at he must increase dot org. Am I forgetting something? I always think I can forget something. Next week, uh, we will be, uh, as far as I know, as far as I'm just telling you what the plan is, I mean, if the Lord comes back before the show's over in the next five minutes, the, these plans are void. But in the meantime, we're planning on doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week, and then Friday will be another day off. So tomorrow we'll be off doing a best of. It's a good show, I think. You know, I hope. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a good show. It's a good show. You said it's a best of, so. Well, that doesn't mean it's a best of. What it really means, so that you guys know, as I go and I mark the shows that I really do like, like I mark them, and then I mark the ones I don't like, it's not one of those that I don't like. <laughs> it's, it's just the nicest way to tell you how it's going to go. Uh, so we'll see how that uh, flows through. And then uh, so yeah, next week, there is a minor possibility I will be off on the third. I haven't kind of figured that out yet because then we've got family coming in. And i got the new studies on the doctorate starting. Hold on. Okay. And then uh, I still have more physical therapy, and I have a doctor's appointment next week, so be praying for me about that. I just want to be—I don't have the crutches, so I praise God for that. But I'm looking to be out of the brace, you know, just to go into like a sleeve kind of thing. All right, let's finish this up. So uh, the trivia question, true or false, just make that simple, true or false, uh, Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem because he wanted to have a good look— at Herod's Magnificent Temple. If you think you know the answer to that, you're welcome to call in at 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. Also, don't forget, on our website, hemustincrease.org, not just a place to give, but there's also our our podcast, and we're close to 3,000. We're getting close to 3,000 on the number. That's quite a few. We cover a couple of topics. And, and there's probably about 2,000 bad jokes in there. So eh, have fun. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9. We're looking at verse 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. We talked about them extensively. I'm going to read them on purpose. Just bear with me. Listen to the text as we go into 9.6. Okay, here's 9.1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walked in darkness, who have walked in darkness, have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors." Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Here we go. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. All of those prior verses find their fulfillment 
in Isaiah 9-6. Here is why this is available to us, because Isaiah 9-6 starts off by saying, for to us, towards us, a child is born, and that is the birth of Christ. That is Christmas. That is what Christmas is supposed to be. The fact that we give gifts to one another is no different than giving gifts in the days of uh, Nehemiah. And so people should stop thinking that kind of weird stuff, okay? But the birth of Jesus Christ makes Isaiah 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 a reality for our lives. What God did was he took the time in the early part of mankind to witness that he was going to help us, prophesied 750 years ahead of time, then when Jesus was born, fulfilled those promises, and is, by the way, still fulfilling those promises today. So he not only did it, but he's also doing it, and he's going to do it. So that's past, present, and future. Because remember, he always was, always is, and always will be. And it's all wrapped up in the birth of Jesus Christ, and it makes it accessible and a reality. We have a future, a hope, a joy, freedom from oppression, and the ability to turn strife into peace through Jesus Christ. That's the answer. That's what Christmas is. And when Jesus became a living child, the whole program in the kingdom of God for mankind found its culmination. Now, we know that without the resurrection, without the death, burial, and resurrection, it doesn't have the same. But see, you have to understand— this is the beginning of the 33 years of God making a testimony to mankind. And people will laugh and make fun of Christians, and they do it all the time. But ironically, all of time points towards the birth of Jesus, B.C., and all of time points back towards Jesus, A.D., and even the secularists can't change it. It's so funny. It's like even they have to use the years and see the Lord still making people <laughs> still making people follow the process. Even the people that hate it still talk it every single day. They write a date. <laughs> God's his witness is is so amazing. And here is the great thing on why we give gifts to one another on Christmas. Forget the commercialism. This is why we give gifts. Because this birth is a gift from God to mankind. That's why. No, he didn't have a bow. No, no, he didn't have fancy wrapping paper. In fact, the opposite. He had a, you know, he was in a swaddling clothes. He was in a manger. Presentation was pretty low. Low by standards, right? But it was the gift that God gave. And instead of it being a fancy gift, it was a gift we needed. And you know what that gift really was? That gift was God himself. That was the gift. 
You want to know what Christmas is? Emmanuel. God with us. Isn't that the most fascinating, deeply, philosophically powerful element there could be? The creator humbles himself to become like his creation to help his creation. I mean, come on. How many times has God saved you? How many times has God delivered you? How many times have you woken up and you knew that's over? And you know it was by the grace of God that it is, right? Oh, man. That's what it should be, okay? Now, I'm going to pray for everybody because I know that there's tensions and still there, and I just want everybody to soften it up in the Lord. Just take a deep breath and let the Holy Spirit fill you in this time. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you for the best present ever. Jesus Christ. What a fantastic demonstration of your love and your commitment to us. Now we're going to go and engage with family and people and friends and so on and help us to keep our spirit steady. Don't let anybody's weirdness rock our world. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusts in me. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit so we can walk the walk that you've called us to. And may we understand Christmas as the great gift that you have given to all of us. We lift these things up in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break. I'm not going to calculate the time, but we'll be talking to you later. More spoonanity down the road. But it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.